Welcome back to Look Who's Talking. It's our Halloween edition and our picks are scary good. Aaron Rodgers going to California dressed as a nine and a half point underdog. Doesn't wear that costume too much. Like it. I love it. Here we go. Freestyle. Rock the Welcome back to Look Who's Talking, everybody. It's episode 33. We're here at Rankin Studios in the CBC building, Toronto, Ontario. Those random sound effects you're hearing right now is our assistant sound engineer, Weird Mike. How are you, Weird Michael? I am so-so. Perfect. I'm glad. Uh, listen, the more professional our studios get, the more important it is for Huck's rule, number one, is you don't touch anything. Anything that's electronic, anything that looks even mildly expensive, please don't touch. Uh, I've lost my earphone privileges for this evening. Even though Huck Media is uh, in California, we are here with uh, our producer Rankin, and he keeps the same rules. You can still be the assistant, but it's just a name tag. You know, Rankin's a little softer. All right, I'm going to squeeze in. No, well, Huck, Huck just called me. Yeah. Same rules apply. Yeah. yeah, keep your crackers in your suitcase, sit down, do your picks. You know, here with... Uh, also, the voice of God, our fantasy expert and guru, Brent Waits. How are you, sir? Fantastic, Jeffrey. Hallelujah. What does the Lord think about Halloween, by the way, as we get ready for uh, another one of the dumbest holidays of the year? I hate Halloween. I love it. I, I know you love it. I love it. Weird it's Mike great. really likes it. I love it. <laughs> you know that. Look, man, I don't know. I've, I've had girlfriends for most of the Halloweens of my life. And for anyone listening who's got a girlfriend, let's be honest. You spend Halloween just hoping she doesn't dress dress too skanky. That's pretty much it. There's two types of girls on Halloween. I don't know if you've seen the meme, but yeah. Uh, no, I haven't. What's the love meme? Love it. Love it. Well, one's an Oompa Loompa, and then <laughs> others are like sexy army chicks. Yeah. And it's like two types. Look, if I've been dating her for two weeks, I'll take the sexy army chick. I want the Oompa Loompa if I've given her jewelry at some point. As you've mentioned. Disagree. The, Show it off. As you've mentioned over the course of the year, Hugh. You are getting older, and you are thinking about different things. You're the only time in your life that Halloween means nothing. Yeah. Think about it. As a kid, it's the candy. In your teens, it's about the booze and the party. In the 20s, it's about the slutty nurse and the sex. And now you're into your early 30s, and you're like, well, what is there? We don't got kids. We're not watching them enjoy it. No. Just, ho- just, ho- gap. just hoping your girl gets home okay because she's dressed as a cat that could be a tattoo. <laughs> you know? um, yeah, even Halloween as a kid, I didn't like. I never had a sweet tooth. Like, I wish I could go around from house to house collecting BLTs. Are you insane? I, I just liked collecting stuff and beating my sister at everything. Not chocolate, not candy. Not, I, not- s- I swear to God, besides the suckers, I'd pretty much throw it all out. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I used to steal my older brothers all the time because I'd be done in like a night. He would save it till at least December and oh yeah, stolen immediately. Definitely have some regrets about some devil's nights I've, I had uh, earlier in life as a devil's night, early is- teenager, young adolescent, throwing pumpkins and dumb shit around. A couple eggs that you, you could definitely yeah. want to take back There's- to some nice neighbors. Forget yes. A couple eggs. Devil's night in the Ville back in the day was greasy. There was gangs rolling around, jumping people. Yep. Public eggings. Give me that hat. Give me that chain. Yeah. Wrong turn. Our old neighborhood problem. got its reputation kind of on Devil's Night. Oh, yeah. And and also as you get older, you kind of help that because it's like it's like prison. If you're not doing it, then you might you know you might tell. I don't know. My child. It's like yo, we threw a pumpkin too. Huh? Relax. My home on Markwood backed onto a forest and got egged every year. 
That was us. Year six. <laughs> that was Renzo your that was your doing. That was us. Renzo's year six grabs two carton eggs and stands on the porch waiting for people to throw eggs at his house. You got to defend your turf. Some of your Halloween costumes over the years are basically big shirts that say "Egg Me." <laughs> How many times were you the Domino's Pizza Delivery Man? I'm thinking about reviving it this year. <laughs> oh, Rolling God. with a new crew, you know. All right. Well, personally, I don't like Halloween, but I get why everyone else does. Uh, yeah, Halloween parties are always fun, and uh, and I'm sure your girlfriends are gonna come home to you. Okay, it's just uh, look at some point in the night. We're like, Jesus, sweetheart, it's cold in here. Why don't you wear a coat? Doesn't really go with the cat tattoo costume. Um, anyway, some of you guys out there, I'm sure you know where I'm coming from. Look, if you date beautiful women, this is the price you have to pay. You know, you want to date a mop? Well, she could go dressed as a mop pretty easily, pretty cheaply. So, date a mop or spend Halloween just freakishly nervous. Uh, all right. Also, the World Series is on. As Don't a, care. It's a football show, but there was 67 timeouts in the first two innings. I stopped counting. The guy caught the home run ball at the top of the monster, and it looked like he died and went to heaven. Yeah. He caught the three-run homer on the first row of the monster, and like he didn't even know how to process it. He was... Yeah, yeah. Euphoric. Check it out. It's it's hilarious. It, he, he was so pumped with that catch. It was like Malcolm Butler catching that the Super Bowl interception. He looked up at God like he had just had a Moses moment. Looked up at you, by the way, Brett. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, the good thing, the silver lining to the World Series is that both teams have already celebrated 13 times. <laughs> so win, lose, or draw, you've already, you already feel like you're a champion. Baseball has ruined a celebration that hockey really made amazing, which was showering your teammates with booze beyond the point that they actually even enjoyed it anymore. And hockey teams just used to do it when you won the Stanley Cup. Baseball teams now do when you win a one-game wild card or the play-in one-game wild card before you play the wild card. When you win that, you do it again. They've got the whole thing already mixed with uh, plastic to not get everything wet. It's yeah. like if your parents leave, leave when you're a kid and they're like, yeah, honey, you can have a party. And they lay down plastic everywhere. And you invite your friends in. You're like, yeah, come in. It's... My parents party-proofed this whole place. Nice idea. Kind of ruined the vibe. Let me tell you, nothing says I don't want to bust open 20 bottles of champagne like a room that's been prepared for it. I don't know. I think that whole thing needs to go, just like the Gatorade. Once it's been done a million times, you need to find something more genuine. Go out on it. Like, swallow. Anyway. Yeah, stop over celebrating everything. Football teams do it better. You celebrate the Super Bowl win or you go home crying. Coach's first win, you could celebrate? Nope. <laughs> yeah, maybe for, like give him the game ball, okay? You need to put also the goggles. Get out of here, all right? Win to the point where you don't care what gets wet. Just don't play baseball, you, and yeah, you don't care. An what, athlete play a different sport. You don't care what gets in your eyes because you're so happy you won. The preparation ruins it. Anyway, it's like yeah, taking home, taking home a, a girl. To your place, and you're so concerned about stains on the bed. You got the whole thing plasticked. All right, Patrick Bateman. She's Ubering out of there. Exactly. You're like a scene from American Psycho. Look, if you don't want to get stains on the bed, you know, get off Bumble. All right, get into some football because we're pretty fired up about our picks. Hate Halloween. 
Love the picks, especially around Halloween. Because as Voice of God was mentioning earlier, you're starting to see which teams are pretenders, contenders, and as we talked about last week, the teams in the middle. They're not really sure what they are. Get into the gray. They might get into the gray. They might win some games. They might lose some games. Giants, not going to win a lot of games, but they cover the spread. That's all we care about. We didn't pick them because we made a personal promise to the voice of God and every Eli uh, hater out there that we'd take one week off picking the Giants. But it was the pick. We went four and two last week, and we were robbed Woo! Um, from five and one. But that's okay. I'll stop picking the Niners. And uh, anyway, winter's coming, which means the the quarterbacks and teams that lack testicular fortitude couldn't be getting into some of those cold games. Okay, there's no big wall to protect them. Winter is just coming. By the way, before Netflix, I'm not sure what everybody did in the winter. <laughs> if you're downtown Toronto puzzles. and you're looking at yeah, puzzles. King of the yeah. Mountain, man. Snow courts. Yeah, yeah. That's good for about when two days. Can. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Even a snowboard trip nowadays. I mean Scrabble, board games. It's just yeah. the world's so amazing when Maybe it's warm read. out. I went back to my parents at like twenty six and went to the top of the mountain and threw a bunch of kids off and it wasn't the same. Yeah. When cops got involved. Mike got arrested last week. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, well, yo, big weekend in the NFL. Uh, Lord, Weird Michael, what, what, what biggest takeaways, what did you learn this week? Uh, you know, what I learned this week is happening next week. Correction. What happened <laughs> last what? week. Mike was an excellent student. <laughs> 71 till I die, bro. Right. Uh, the biggest takeaway this week was that Vegas doesn't care about missed kicks, okay? That Baltimore missed extra point against New Orleans. Yep. Vegas gave them credit for the tie, and they went to overtime, and sure, they won or lost, doesn't matter. The line in Carolina is reflective of a Baltimore win. Yes. Okay? Mason Crosby, five missed kicks. Packers lose, sky's falling. Nothing changed. The Packers won that game. Enough moving the ball. They know the kick's even out, so... As I'm looking for interesting angles to spread to you, missed kicks don't always dictate. We know it's a big part of wins and losses, but when you're talking about the number, they, they don't care as much as we do. No, of course not, because the, the kicks, especially at the end of a game, that's a coin flip. Vegas is looking at how the team performed during the game. Figuring the kick or some random fumble at the end of the game is a matter of chance, luck, and they will score them accordingly. I think Vegas and a lot of... Uh, Sports media have the Ravens ranked too high, solely based on two blowouts over bad teams and one road win against the Steelers. Besides that Steelers game, it's the, it's, it's the Ravens that we know. Eh, they they do lead in every major defensive category. In the first six weeks like, or seven weeks, they played the Bills. And they played, uh, uh, who was the other team? They sh- shit kicked. Yeah, they got Tennessee? a couple of... Uh, the Tennessee! Yeah. Two of the offensively least ad- efficient teams in the league. So, okay, again... That's fair. Give it early, a little, little larger sample size. Fair. Okay, so, again, so Mike learned... Uh, yeah. Uh, the kicks don't decide the spreads for the next week, as they shouldn't, because they're coin flips. Voice of God, what'd you learn, bud? Uh, biggest takeaway um, is that Andy Dalton is allergic to primetime. He he just... He, he sucks. Like... It's, you know, now we have a huge sample. Like, every time he's ever played primetime, he just is a shell of his himself. And, yeah, they put up 10 points against the Chiefs, one of the worst defenses in the league. I don't know how that happens. They've been pretty red hot, hot all season. But, yeah, 
Dalton. You are just you just can't get it up. You just can't. So I'm playing poker Friday night in the East End with the Sri Lankans. Shout out to Snake Pit, Rajiv, and the boys. <laughs> and <laughs> we're talking Sunday football. Shout out nobody saw coming. <laughs> and even Sri Lanka. It's the best <laughs> shout out we've ever had. And this guy's talking about daytime Dalton on the other side of the table. Right. The whole time. He's like, guys, smash on the Chiefs, man. Smash on the Chiefs. Yep. His wife's Trini, so he's bringing a little bit of Caribbean flavor into it. And he's preaching. Daytime Dalton's going to lay an egg. Right. And, you know, I'm playing along. I spread the word. So we might have got a couple of nibbles out there at Vic Park and Shepherd. But, yes, <laughs> VOG, daytime Dalton is real. Right. Serious takeaway. Shout out to all you Sri Lankans. Hey, uh, hola, they love the show. hola, bonjour, ni hao, uh, privet, and hello to all our Lukus talkers all over the world. I'll learn how to say, maybe next poker game you'll figure out how to say hello in Sri Lankan, and uh, we'll add that to the list. Here we go, guten tag. That's an easy one. Right. You know, as far as the Bengals are concerned, I think it's more of a, ref- a reflection of Marvin Lewis. They're uber conservative, nervous under the lights head coach who can't win a playoff game, can't win a primetime game. Even but This goes back to before Andy Dalton. Now, again, it's a quarterback's league, and we'll get into that a bit later, even though we've touched on that this show a lot in the past 32 episodes. Uh, there's one spread this, this week that does not make any farvin sense, and uh, we'll get to that soon. One thing that I learned, a couple of things. One, analytics is getting more and more into the decision-making in football in ways that I actually like. I don't like analytics when it comes to a lot of other sports, especially when you get to the playoffs. However, uh, a lot of the announcers on Monday Night Football had no idea what they were talking about as far as going for the win. The Giants were down by 14. They scored a touchdown late. They decided uh, they're going to go for two. And possibly be down by eight, but if they make the two against a tired defense because they just drove the length of the field, now they can kick the extra point to actually win the game if they happen to score their next drive rather than just kick the extra point to go to overtime. Why not give yourself an extra chance because if you miss the two-point conversion, which they did, then they can go for it after. Sorry, they made it, but if they miss it, they can go for it. Anyway, long story short, just like we talked about last season, uh, if you were ever... Kicking an extra point to go up by eight in the second half of a game, you should take a two-point conversion and go up by nine, which is an extra possession. An exercise that we've only seen a couple times. i got to give you some serious props on Thank that. you. I was ahead of the game on this. You know, it's tough to stay ahead of NFL coaches, and maybe they were conjuring up in those back rooms, but you went on the air with that, like, I, episode five or last six. Last like, year. Early. And- yeah, boogers like freaking out about freaking it. out. Like the Monday Night Crew, don't even get me started. They're horrendous. Okay, they suck. They they suck. We talked about that before. Booger Booger's actually the one bright spot of the show, but only because the other two are so inept. Best you know, a bad situation type. There, it's the tallest midget situation. They, he's he's not great. Also, he's I don't know if you saw online, but he's blocking so many people. Oh, it's and they strapped a plasma on the back of his seat that impedes the view of like a hundred people in like very expensive seats it's ridiculous and if you think that it's just a problem for like you know a couple of one section of people in certain aspects of the game no 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 his crane chair contraption operating room actually travels with the ball so when the ball 
is on a, the line of scrimmage that your seat is on when you actually have the best view of what's possibly happening in the game. That is the exact moment the Booger McFarland slides in. Little mini condominium just slides in and blocks your view. Slides in like Collinsworth. Yeah, and they don't talk of us. Yeah, yeah. That's the best thing. Every <laughs> Sunday night game, Al Michaels is you know starts with his little uh, you know soliloquy, his little you know rundown of the game, and then. Every every week, my bunch of buddies, we all Snapchat it to each other. Yep. And it's just Chris Collinsworth with some stupid grin on his face, just like awkwardly like slides into the frame. <laughs> like, how you doing? Yeah. It's amazing. Love it. Uh, yeah, Collinsworth's a beanpole, by the way. Eh? He's got to get some protein in him. <laughs> like, Al Michaels looks like three times the man. It's like Yokozuna versus a steroidless Bret Hart. It's because he is three times the man. Well, either way. Uh, yeah. One more thing I took for the weekend. There's trends and trend breakers. There was a lot of sharp, sharp money and sharp handicappers on the Baltimore Ravens. Except this is not Ray Lewis's Baltimore Ravens, and this is not, uh, you know, the yesteryear New Orleans Saints. They got all their weapons going, and uh, yes, it came down to a coin flip. But if you're picking the Ravens with all your with a bunch of dough, like a bunch of sharps were, well, it shouldn't have come down to a coin flip, shouldn't it? So. Trends are made to be broken, so don't always go with the trends. The Saints win on the road against the team they've never beat before. Love it. All right. Before we get into our picks, which I've never loved more. Love the picks this week. Vegas is drunk or expecting you to be this Halloween, which is why they think that you are overvaluing a couple of teams. This is the 2007 Patriots, folks. These teams are not going to cover these big spreads. Moving to our Lord. Voice of God for the news that matters. I've just been handed an urgent news story. All right, all right. Thank you, Jeffrey. The news that matters. Trade deadline 2018. Love it. Coming up hot. Um, it, officially, it'll be next Tuesday, October 30th. Teams have to have their picks in by like 4, 4.30. Um, but a couple teams have uh, made, some, made some big splashes and got the ball rolling. Starting with formerly America's team. The Dallas Cowboys have traded a first-round pick for Amari Cooper, troubled wide receiver, out of ja- out of uh, sorry Oakland. Um, you know, a lot of lot of lot of feelings, a lot of Twitter freakouts, a lot of uh, you know reactions online about this. I was definitely ske- very skeptical at first, but I think overall both teams have won. Um, basically, you know, now Dak. Dak is about to be paid or get shipped out. So Jerry Jones has, has seen that, and Stephen Jones, his son, who's ever more involved in the day to day operations. Um, basically, yeah, obviously he had you know Cole Beasley and no one really else as a receiver. So he's now has Amari Cooper as a number one receiving option. So basically, this is Dak's tryout for the remainder of the year. They're saying, Dak, if you can't get it done and throw over two hundred yards like you've been averaging thus far, then we're not going to give you twenty five million dollars a year. So I get it. I get it that re- for that reason. Um, Gruden is, you know, f- still early into his tenure, his tenure, tenure, his tenure, tenure. Yeah. Um, so, ten yeah, he's tenor? he he a lot of reports saying that he didn't like the roster that he you know came to in Oakland and he is blowing up the farm. So he's got another first round pick that equates to three um, moving into next year. So, you know, he will really shape the team in his own, in his own image. So. I personally think it, yeah, it's it's fairly even both sides, but I don't know. What do you guys think? Chucky makes a scary move on Halloween. Gruden pulls the trigger. You're right. He didn't like the roster. It reeked. Prima Donna's uh, entitled draft picks. They weren't his. 
and he's making his move. I can't believe how early he's doing it, which leads me to what you were saying earlier is that no way he stays for 10 years, and he's in 6-7 max, maybe with an AFC title appearance. No, no, no. I think, he, I think he's in this for the long haul. I, I love the move for the Raiders, to be honest. I've been watching a lot of Raider games uh, the past few years just because I like I like them. I, I watch late football. And I think a lot of people that love this trade for the Cowboys haven't been watching Amari Cooper enough. They saw a lot of stats a couple years ago. The past two years, I'm going to get more into this in the truth of the week, but look, you just cut a guy who, who plays a lot like Amari Cooper. His name's Des Bryant. He's oversized. He's got all the all the right tools, but he drops balls. He doesn't have the separation speed he used to. He's a bit of a distraction. Amari Cooper's a, you know, a not a distraction, not a distraction and can separate lacks work ethic and doesn't separate like as well as other guys. He doesn't not, run a four, three, four. He's not, no, he's not elite lead. Uh, that's for sure. But in QB, from he is hard to Dak. He is. He is. Yeah. But this is like, this is Dak. Here's enough to work with, you know, like make it happen or that you're probably with. shit. So, like, overall, if I'm a Cowboys fan, I'm not super excited. Like, they posted a pictures like, oh, Dallas' new big three, Dak, Zeke, and Amari Cooper. I'm like, that's a big one and a half. Like, yeah. that's not a big three at all. This is Zeke and a couple guys that might be good. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. one and a half. I like but, uh, yeah, he's, you know, he's somewhat of a seasoned vet. He's only 24 years old, and a couple people have mentioned he's only six months older than Falcons rookie receiver Calvin Ridley. So Whoa, weird. Yeah, yeah, he left college very early. Um, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's still, you know, entering his prime. He's definitely had a bad case of the drops the last couple of years um, as they've been trying to force feed him the ball. But, um, yeah, not too shabby. Even if he was a better receiver, I still got a problem with the Cowboys' grand strategy throughout this whole thing. I'll touch on that a bit later. Yes. No, I agree. <laughs> Don't like it if I'm a Cowboys fan. But moving on, the New Orleans Saints uh, also making some power moves by picking up Giants cornerback Eli Apple in exchange for a fourth in 2019 and a seventh in 2020. Um, so, yeah, they're matching him up with his boy, Marshawn Lattimore, um, as they were they boys. were boys at the Ohio, Ohio State. State University. Yeah, who got uh, smoked by Purdue in an ugly oh, one. That's ugly. Oh, oh God. I've been following college that closely, but that's bad. Getting back to it, um, yeah, this is a huge move for the Saints. I love it um, personally. They quietly ha- have the best run defense in the league. So, well, that is quiet. Yeah, very quiet. I, yeah, it really caught me off guard. So, solidifying their secondary, I love this for a deep Super Bowl run. They look lights out, and yeah, I love it. My biggest, Farve, yeah. My biggest takeaway from that piece of news is. The headline should have been Giants trade Eli. <laughs> There's a lot of memes about that. Really? <laughs> to Odell. It's like, oh, yeah, the wrong Eli. Yeah. I'm not a big meme guy. Too many Elis. Weird. Man, during that Falcons-Giants game, man, some weird stuff was going on with the co- with Coach Shermer and Odell. Just speaking of Odell, where literally you saw him mouth the words when Eli didn't throw to Odell on the fourth down. He's... It looked like he didn't really have the leverage to like really put his foot in the ground and make sure the ball got to Odell. It was a quick little in-and-out pattern, and if he underthrows it, it's a pick six. So he didn't throw to Odell. He tried to squeeze it into the tight end. It actually hit him in the hands, but it looked like a bad play. And on the sidelines, ESPN caught the coach mouthing the words, yelling, why didn't you throw it to Odell? To the point where the whole sideline could hear. Yeah. And Odell comes off the sideline, and Shimmer puts his arm around him, almost saying, like, hey, man, like, one more year of this. I know. Like, don't worry. Like, 
like like a mom saying to her son, like, yeah. don't worry, your your father's abusive. Like, we're gonna move <laughs> out of here. Like I saw that. Like Shermer's a great offensive guy, so he he can't be happy with this. Like clearly he's gotta be pushing the envelope. I don't like, know get, about get Eli the hell out of here. I don't know about him as a head coach. I I I a think one he, a. he's not I, a one. Exactly. The fact that he's being like motherly with the receivers right now and bashing Eli publicly. I don't I don't Hey, anyway, anyway, Giants are a mess, but uh, they're a talented mess. It's weird. Anyway. Yeah, uh, another quick headline. Eagles mess up a 19-point fourth, fourth quarter lead. So Yeah, that's that, tough. That really sucks. Tough. Yeah, okay. big time, bro. Eagles still look great. That was, you know, th- that's a, a, a combination of poor finishing, uh, you know, a lack of a, an excellent Super Bowl contending secondary, and just uh, some, you know, some serious playing well. Carolina championship moxie Yo. in that game. Yeah. Down almost 20, nine minutes left. Fourth and 13 on their own 20 with some time in the game. Look out for the Panthers, yo. Yeah, the best uh, foreign, t- foreign two team that no one's talking about. They've quietly yeah, just crept up. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, I, I made my Super Bowl pick uh, two weeks ago. I made my... My original Super Bowl pick in the spring, Falcons losing to the Steelers. This is before I knew that Le- Le'Veon Bell would sit out. I don't think the Steelers are the same without him. So I switched my pick two weeks ago, three weeks ago, three weeks ago, three weeks ago, uh, to the New Orleans Saints marching into the Super Bowl to lose to the New England Patriots. I'm interested to know, just because we're at week eight and anything, I don't want you guys happen on some bandwagons a couple weeks from now. Love a good bandwagon. Gun to your head. Good old-fashioned, look who's talking. Gun to your head. Voice of God, what's your Super Bowl? Super Bowl pick uh, out of the AFC. Let's go Kansas City Chiefs. Wow. Out of the NFC, let's go LA Rams. Who wins? Rams. Rams over the Chiefs. All right, yep. weird. Mike, who you got? And and oh. to as a caveat to that, yeah. Um, Obviously, that's a very real situation, but that's also to be a reverse jinx so that my real Super Bowl that I actually want to see, <laughs> New England, New Orleans, happens. All right. Okay. Okay. So you got the over bowl in the Super Bowl. Remember, November 19th, KC, yep. LA Rams in Mexico City, 10,000 feet above the sea. Wow. How about that? El big, Volcan. Big game. El Volcan. Rams will be favored minus two and a half. Two and a half? Yeah. And the over will be six. 59, 60. 59 and a half. <laughs> el Volcan. Yo soy el hombre. What do you want, my Super Bowl pick? Well, I mean, if you gave it to the Sri Lankans, you can give it to us. All right? <laughs> I only gave them the <laughs> NFC. <laughs> Who you got? I got the Saints, man. I don't like piggybacking, but uh, they're going to get there. And the L.A. Chargers are crashing the party. The L.A. Chargers. Love it. football. Very interesting. Wow. AFC. Probably the most. Uh, their only two losses are to the Rams and Chiefs. Yeah, most uh, underrated team in the league right now. By the way, folks, who are getting a Joey Bosa back very soon. That is true. I've been saying even before we did this podcast, we've been doing this for over a year now. Uh, for the past five years, I stay away from the Chargers around the playoffs because I don't know, folks. I have a family. It's not that big, and Christmas wears me out. Okay. He's got eight kids. Eight kids. Christmas wears him out. 
and he's never made a Super Bowl. All right? It's the holidays. We're all human beings, folks. All right? I think the kids are grown now. Dad could take a few extra weeks away from the holidays. Yeah, they got to make that home crowd happy, too. Yeah, see, I think that's like a reverse motivation. Really? Like, yeah, I do. I think that... You see what the Seahawks home crowd does for them? I know, but that was a different era, and... It was four years ago. Now home field matters less. It doesn't matter road or away. People are putting up points everywhere. That's but true. imagine showing up to your own barn and seeing every other jersey. Like, that can kind of get under your skin. Right. I mean, it's like... Uh, it's like you come home, come home from work, and your wife doesn't ask you how your day went. She just talks about how good looking you know, Simon Cowell is, or something, over and over again. Yeah, piss. You might really, you know, far for pretty good that night, but it doesn't just mean it's gonna just step up your marriage for the whole year. You know, there's short term spite and long term just you know inefficiency. Amari Cooper got traded, as we heard before from our Lord. Uh, from the Oakland Raiders to the Dallas Cowboys for a first-round pick. And that leads us to our Truth of the Week. Yeah, you might have just made it fat just now. That's some real shit. Truth of the Week, folks. If your house is on fire, should you really be worrying about a new garage door or lawn gnomes? If your house is on fire, don't sell your house insurance, regardless of what you want to buy. First-round picks are the franchise quarterback currency. Look around the league. Name one team right now who got their franchise quarterback from anywhere but the draft. And I'll show you a house on fire, okay? Maybe not totally ablaze, but they're on fire. They know they eventually need a franchise quarterback. People don't let them go. It's not the old days, okay? They're rentals, and you don't know when, you, when you'll need a new one. Your house is on fire. You might need a new house soon. The Dallas Cowboys don't have a franchise quarterback. Or at least they're not sure that they don't, okay? They got Dak Prescott. In the world of the NFL right now, if you don't have a, if you don't have a franchise quarterback, your house is on fire. And first-round picks, as the Philadelphia Eagles and L.A. Rams have shown, are how you get them. The Philadelphia Eagles, they were a 500 team. They didn't tank the whole year to get that number one or number two pick. They were like a 500 team. But they liked their guy. They liked Carson Wentz. So they took two first-round picks in a second, traded up from the middle of the first round, and got their guy. And then with free agency and the later rounds in the drafts, you can fill in the rest of the team. But with the, the collective, new collective bargaining agreement that happened about nine years ago, eight years ago, and rookie quarterbacks stopped getting $50 million guaranteed out the gate like Sam Bradford, now they're pretty cheap. Now it's, and since it's the most important part of your game, especially in the new offensive drunk league we're in, okay, this is the biggest and most important gamble that you can do. And first round picks is how you buy them. So if you have your franchise quarterback, you can go out and spend a first round pick to get some new wallpaper, to get a new lawn gnome, to get some beautiful Christmas lights for your house. Seattle, they knew they had their rock star, Russell Wilson. They had a great defense. Trade your first-round pick, get Percy Harvin, because they'll get you an extra touchdown in the Super Bowl, okay? They got their guy. He, he returned a kick for but the— But he didn't, and he was a bust. He returned a kick in the Super Bowl, which the sealed Marine. the deal. Sealed the deal. That's a lot of— They money. already had Russell Wilson. They didn't need a first-round pick. In the third round. They, they got him in the third round. Look, they got him in the third round. They got 
Patriots got Tom Brady in the fifth round, okay? People also win the Farvin lottery. It doesn't happen. Go around the league. Name a franchise quarterback. Most likely, he was taking the top end of the first round of the draft. That's just how it works, okay? Carson Wentz, Jared Goff, Peyton Manning. These guys are picked in the top top half of the, of the, of the draft because most teams won't let them go that far. Pat Holmes. Pat Mahomes, the Chiefs had to use first-round picks they did not trade away to surround Alex Smith with weapons because they figured, you know what? Our house is a little bit on fire, okay? We're keeping our house insurance. We're using next year's first-round pick to get the guy we want right now. Yes, our house is pretty good, but it's a little bit on fire. So we're trading up, getting Pat Mahomes, okay? The Cowboys just traded their quarterback, their franchise quarterback currency to get Amari Cooper? To get a you know a slightly better Des Bryant? Look, this guy's a maybe the 25th best receiver in the league. Okay? Let's be honest. He's a a an, yes, he's a maybe and an, uh, you know, you're you're one as far as he, he's your best receiver on your team if you're the 25th best team in the league. Okay? There's 24 guys I'd rather have, and next year, probably more. My point is that Dallas. They shouldn't have sold their home insurance because their house is on fire. All right? If you are dating a girl and you're, you know what, you feel mediocre about her, don't have a kid with her. It's not going to make things better. Don't invest in mediocrity. The Washington Redskins should also be not be trading their first-round picks. The Jacksonville Jaguars should not be trading their first-round picks. Because this year or next year, they're going to want to dump two first-round picks, trade up, and get an actual home. Get somewhere where your whole fan base wants to live. All right? Kansas City's been drinking for five weeks because they found a house. They got insurance. Now they can trade all the first-round picks they want. Get a defense. You got your guy. Truth of the week, folks. House on fire? Don't sell your house insurance. If you don't have a quarterback... Don't trade first-round picks. Even if Amari Cooper has a decent season, has a decent next season, Dak's not your guy, okay? He's, a, he's Blake Bortles. Learn the lesson that the Jaguars have taught you. They re-signed Blake Bortles because eh, they didn't have first-round picks. Lack of better options. May as well re-sign him. What else are we going to do? You've just traded your first-round pick this year, Dallas. So even if you like a guy next year's draft, because this season literally might go into the tank, okay? Let's say you lose your next two games. How good's that Amari Cooper pick look now? You might have liked a quarterback. There's only five teams that actually need quarterbacks next year. You probably could have put two picks together, gone right to the top of the draft. Anyway... If you need a quarterback, don't sell your first-round picks. In today's NFL, in the offensive, drunk NFL, that will be even more so in the next seven years. If you don't have your quarterback, you're playing checkers against guys playing chess. You don't have to stand a chance. You or your clapping coach. Jeff, Jeff, I'm, I don't know if you listen to the news that matters. I did. Okay. I did. I, I, I did. I telling you. I'm, I'm, a, okay. I'm in the same studio. So, so one, I 1,000% agree quarterbacks come out of the first round and right. you can draft you know you can take a flyer on somebody when you already have a guy or when you have an aging vet good for a couple years but when you need a guy you need a first round pick but right now the cowboys they don't whether they whether i agree with you that dak probably isn't the guy and they need a guy 
they can't admit that. And like the herd said, when you fire someone, you better have a paper trail to back it up. So this is literally, they are cleaning their hands. So if, if Dak can't light it up for the rest of the year and put up at least three average 300 yards a game with buddy boy Amari Cooper in the lineup, then they have all the ammunition to say, you're not the guy. We are not giving you $25 million a year for the next four or five years. So, so yes, the, it was a price to pay, and ideally it would be less than that. But every other team around the league was giving it minimum a second, so they had to they had to be decisive and get a first. But it is you know that is a small price to pay versus the massive contract that you would essentially be pushed into handing over to Dak. I just think they're not. I think they're naive. I mean, I hear what you're saying, but I think they are naive thinking that. Put it this way: if you need Amari Cooper. To prove to yourself that we might have a franchise quarterback, you don't have a franchise quarterback. That's what I'm getting at. Yes. Blake, I- B- Blake Bortles, okay? When does he play good? When his entire team and defense play well and he runs the ball for th- on third down. Literally only last season. Right. So Dak, Dak has had a lot higher highs than B- Blake has ever had. Blake's got to the, the final four. That was three minutes from the Super Bowl. Yeah. That was, that was last year, okay? Wait, what have you, this first... is show business, bro. What have you done for me lately, and The bro? point is, is that Blake did all that when the Jaguars' D was playing all world, and, you know, everything else was falling was into place. right, as was Dak's Dak's success. first I'll, year. I'll agree. Exactly. The first two. So learn the lesson that the Jaguars are now stuck with, where two years from now, you're going to start... Dallas is going to be going to England, starting Cody Kessler against you know against the the Steelers. I agree. Jerry's just playing the game, right? You know, he's also people, people GMs cannot be so as decisive as it's as, tough as to admit when you're not dating the right person. It's tough to admit as an old owner who's tired of rebuilding that we don't have a the right quarterback or b the right coach because you've invested like a hundred million dollars in both of them. Well. Cut your losses, Jerry. Get on, you know, get on some uh, HGH. Okay, live an extra decade, but you need to start over, buddy. Get a new home. You need a new quarterback. All right. Okay. Shifting gears a little bit here. Uh, look, the Rams just smoked uh, the Niners. Okay, in uh, a very impressive fashion. Beat them hard. Nobody has seen Aaron Rodgers play in what seems like a year, but it's only been a week, okay? Which means, yep, it's a bye week. He's not going to freezing Pittsburgh. Aaron Rodgers is heading to his old college home, California, where he feels right at home. Let's be honest. He's not a Wisconsinite. He's not a cheesehead. He's a Cali dude. He dates race car drivers and actresses. West Coast Cali swag, yo. It's not a cold weather game. This is possibly the best quarterback on earth, most talented. I hate hearing thrower of the football. But either way, he's in the top three. He's way better than Jared Goff, and he's getting nine and a half points in L.A. at the Coliseum against the Rams. Oh, like it. I love it. All right. That's leading us right into our you picks. You Obi Trice, real name, no gimmick. Uh, Rankin, that's where we play Obi Trice. You know, he's all over it. He's the professional here. Oh, yeah. Huck Media. Uh, yeah. Huck Media's in California. He might be watching this Ro- the Rodgers game, you know? Shake that stash for me, Huck. All right? Give me some Rodgers. Love. Okay. Our picks. We are 
after a disastrous week two, uh, which got me really behind the eight ball with 0-6, I am now 20-23-1, ever so close to batting 500 and coming off a winning week last week. We were 4-2 last week. Our gold, silver, and bronze picks all won, and that's three weeks in a row for our gold pick. Last week, I told you gold pick, take Detroit over Brock Osweiler. It was never close. I told you to take New England Patriots over the Chicago Bears. <laughs> it was close, but they, the Bears needed three fumbles to make it close, okay? Pats all day. And I told you to take Houston over Weird Mike's J-A-X. J-A Favre. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we love our picks this week. Weird Mike's got one for you after. And he's going to get off the schneid because we're out of his home. <laughs> Gold pick. As I prefixed, I'm taking Aaron Rodgers and any group of professional football players to get at plus nine and a half points at the LA Rams. Okay? Take Green Bay. Uh, again, Aaron Rodgers from California. They're coming off the bye week. Everyone's talking like their season's done. They are fighting for this division with the Bears, Lions, and Vikings. Look, this division's going to go down to the last week of the season. Green Bay is going to keep this game close. I wouldn't be surprised if they happen to win. Rams still have some defensive injuries, specifically Akib, Akib Talib, who uh, would really help in shutting down Aaron Rodgers. He's going to find that weak spot. Look for Aaron Rodgers' secondary receivers to get a lot of work as they'll just stay away from Marcus Peters. Number two, I'm taking the Carolina Panthers. Woo! Plus two at home to the Baltimore Ravens. Yep. Uh, their kicker will probably hit their extra points next week. I don't care. I think Carolina wins this game at home. They're a great home team, which is being undervalued. They're a team that's playing better than ever, which is also being undervalued. An impressive road comeback last week against the Eagles and a coin flip loss to the Redskins uh, two weeks before that. They are now home. Luke Keekley is healthy, and I will take them. They just have to win by one or not lose by two. Uh, I really, again... I feel like this is a trap game that I am kicking the trap over. Take Carolina. Just like the trap game last week was the Saints, and we kicked the trap over. Stay away from the trends. Even the Sharps get stuff wrong. I'm taking the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> the Sharps are actually all over this one. Watch this line to move, but I'm taking Philadelphia minus three in England over Jacksonville. Again, if you're fighting with your girlfriend, the last thing you need is a trip to England. Okay? Wow. Yeah. You got to sit next to her on the plane. The movie might suck. Maybe she forgot her headphones. You know what? Traveling, if you're on your way out, isn't good. Quarterback controversy. Defense literally calling out the uh, quarterback controversy in the media. Or almost calling it out. The Eagles look great. Carson Wentz looks great. And I expect after that defensive letdown for them to finish the game. Minus three. Love it. Okay, my last three picks. We're taking Detroit. Minus three over Seattle. Again, Seattle uh, without that home uh, without that home field advantage, not quite as good. I don't like their defense to stop Detroit. Detroit's defense is looking better and better. I'm liking Cincinnati. Minus four and a half. At home to Tampa Bay, everyone's off Cincy because they got humiliated on national television. I expect their offense and defense to come back. And this is back where Andy Dalton's actually good in daytime games that nobody watches. Cue Cincinnati and Tampa for Dalton's daytime comeback. Nobody's watching that game. Nobody's watching. Even fans who have season, season tickets will be watching Cleveland-Pittsburgh on their phone. 
Uh, Cincinnati rolls. They win by a touchdown. 24-17 Cincy. And I like Denver plus 10 at Kansas City. Division game. They have already played this year. I don't know why that number is so high. But I get it. Kansas City looks fantastic. I'm taking 10 points in a division game that matters. Denver's also got the mini bye after the beatdown they laid to Arizona on Thursday. little mojo for the Broncos. And nothing that Weird Mike likes more than a cool van ride in the city than the mini buy. <laughs> mini buy with some mojo. Woo! I'm taking Denver plus 10. So that's Green Bay, Carolina, Philly, Detroit, Cincy, and Denver plus 10. Let's keep the mojo rolling. We're getting back over 500. We won't stop here. That's your Hugh Picks. You! Okay. Uh, so, yo, you swept your podium last week? Swept the podium. Gold, silver, and bronze. Very nice. Yep. My man, uh, my man KO actually went with my picks, except he went with Jacksonville over Houston, and that was the one loss on his ticket. He sent me the picture. That's when you jump back on board, eh, KO? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's like, don't tell, don't tell Ange. <laughs> so many of my friends, by the way, growing up since, since high school hockey, if Weird Mike's ever been right about anything, they tell me, hey, don't tell him. <laughs> You're like the Weird Mike whisperer. Yeah, yeah, straight up. I'm the cushion between you and most of our friends. You got to have a buffer. You got to have a buffer. All right, Weird Mike, who you got this week? So, yo, legit never been chirped hard more in my 32 weird picks than that J.A. disaster. Wow, Jags let me down. Now they're skipping across the pond like you said? Yep. They're toast if they get crushed because the Eagles are salty. Yes. I love that pick. I love this. Yeah, it's a salty pick. Eagles are salty. Big lead at home. Everybody's jumping off. Let's jump back on. I think that the Eagles are going to roll. I love that pick. I don't think I've loved a pick more than that. Well done, Hugh. Yeah. But the weird pick is struggling, man. We lost two in a row. We're four and three. Happy. Happy to be out of Centennial Studios. Let's make people some money. Doesn't have to be so weird. That's what we're going with this week. My good friend, Mr. Hugh, the weird pick ain't so weird. Because you know what? We got to get off the schneid somewhere. Over. Some people think that's weird. I don't. I hope you don't. No. Over. 56 and a half points. Game of the week. Troy. Joe. Green Bay, L.A. Rams, it's not enough. It blows up. High 60s, big-time shootout. No Tlaib in the pack in the secondary. Packers banged up on D. It's a showdown. It's still his conference in his mind, Rodgers. Right? They're going to need 30 points to win that game, minimum. The Rams hung almost 40 on the Niners by accident. Now, traditionally, folks, uh, 56 and a half is a very large number. However, this season, it has not been. This season. Yep. Offense is up across the, the board. Overs are up across the board. So we're going to climb and get some buffer zone on that 500. We're getting back to 5-3 and three with a shit ton of points at the L.A. Coliseum with a healthy Aaron Rodgers who still thinks it's his conference. 37-34, somebody. Smash the over, boys. I don't know where you're watching it, but I'm down, yo. I like the Packers to upset it. Um, by the way, where you're watching it, uh, I, I got to get to the Coliseum. I want to watch a football game at the Coliseum. Whether it's USC 
or UCLA or the freaking Rams before they move into the Cronky Bowl Stadium. Uh, I want to see. That, that's a road trip I want to make. That is a crazy cool stadium, and tickets are available. By the way, one more thing I thought of. You know how you said off off the Schneid? Schneid. Do you think there's a guy named Schneid who was just always wrong? <laughs> it's like I gotta I gotta get off the Schneid. There's like a book that belongs in a guest room toilet, like a guest room bathroom, uh, where all the sayings come from. Yeah. Like uh, Murphy's Law and uh, you getting Josh and <laughs> Oh My Word and all these things. So I got to dig that one up. You Got Mossed is also now a thing. By the way, it was great. Did you guys did you see it before? It's a good one this week. But on the countdown. So for those of you who don't know, Randy Moss pretty much invented a thing of jumping over the defenders and just pulling the ball right out of their hands. Being way taller and more athletic than them. Yes. And now he's got a, a thing on the on, on countdown. Love it. I like it more than come on. So now. do I. It's better. But Agreed. He, he's it's gone beyond everything else. It's just football. It's brides grabbing bouquets of flowers. I haven't seen that. Oh, That's God. amazing. There was a girl in flag Respect football who went, who went over. Anyway, Moss is really... Taking it to all levels of the world, and uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah, he calls out like local high schools and stuff. So yeah, respect it. You know, he Love said Moss. he said if you want people to watch your show, put them on your show, right? Because they'll start watching. Yep. And actually, we have uh, taken some of Randy Moss's advice. You can follow us on Instagram at Hughes Talking, and send us your picks. Send us a picture of them, or just send us us uh, by note if you. Go perfect. Send us your gold, silver, bronze pick. We'll post it. All right. Or if you got a you know a funny stash that can challenge Hucks, or uh, hey, if you just think one of us is an idiot and you want to call us out, we'll put you on our Instagram account. So just keep those uh, messages and pictures coming. If you're a winner or a loser because of some of our picks, let us know as well. And uh, you know we'll uh, we'll come up with some sort of punishment for Maybe ourselves. Maybe a high five. Absolutely. Yeah. Or a Look Who's Talking hat, courtesy of Team LTD. By the way, we're having a Christmas party for all Look Who's Talkers. You can come beat us up at the bar if we've been losing your money. You can high-five the voice of God if he's been winning your fantasy. Uh, speaking of fantasy, we're going to our tips right now with the Lord himself, Brent Waits. You got any fantasy tips for the boys? Thank you, Jeffrey. All right. Fantasy tips coming at you. Week 7 slash 8. Week 8. Um... Yeah, your your season's probably going one of two ways right now. It's probably a complete disaster, or you're you're riding high. You're riding Todd Gurley. You're in first place. You're you know everything's never looked better. Um, but big tip of the week is that not all injuries are created equal. Specifically, talking about hamstring injuries, they are a son of a bitch. They suck. They linger. They think that you know they go away for a week. They come back hard in practice. They suck. If you drafted Leonard Fournette, Dalvin Cook. A number of guys. Hamstrings suck. So make a note. Remember for next year, don't draft guys that you have whispers of hamstring issues. It's literally not worth it. They could have broken their ankle. You know, bones heal. They come back stronger. Hamstrings are an SOB. Just avoid them because, yeah, if you if your number one running back went down, you're probably in the shit. You suck. You're out of the playoffs. It sucks. It's a terrible feeling. Um, so yeah, just avoid that. Just, uh, take the safer bets. There's place a risk factor on hamstring injuries a lot, a lot higher, Red, you know, cross them off your list. Don't draft them. Um, another little tip. Um, yeah, look ahead to next week for the buy. It is the week nine buy. There are six teams 
which is the most out of any week of the year, the teams are on by. So if you look ahead at your roster now for week nine uh, and make the moves, if you have like one or two bench spots that you can play with of guys that have literally just been sitting there, maybe they'll provide value, but they've probably never been in your starting lineup thus far. So look ahead to that brutal buy and make the moves now so you don't have to spend your fab and you know, you're just competing with less people because the, the rest of the people in your league are probably looking week to week. Um, another little update in fantasy that went land, Lev Bell. Um, he, you know, it's now reported that he's not going to be returning until after the trade deadline, which is sort of too late to play for week eight. So we're fingers crossed he comes back week nine. But if you have him like I do in some leagues, your season's probably already over. Uh, but a couple waiver pickups, um, if they are still on the waivers and didn't get snatched up already, guys to target. Green Bay, two guys. Geronimo Allison, he is coming back from injury. Uh, he is the second target in Green Bay from Aaron Rodgers, and the second target for Aaron Rodgers is better than a lot of quarterbacks' first options that aren't named Aaron Rodgers. Uh, also, Marquez Valdez, Scantling, uh, he's also returning from injury. Definitely some value on the Great wide receiver. Name. Yes. Um also, Arizona, Christian Kirk, as we mentioned before. Um, big one that I've been targeting uh, and snagged in a couple leagues is Traquan Smith, the sort of emerging second option for Mr. Drew Brees, who's been lighting it up. Um, Ted Ginn's now on IR. Cameron Meredith, they paid him money, but Sean Payton's not one of these like pussy coaches that says, oh, we pay, you know, you're earning more than him. I'm going to put you out there more. Like, Traquan Smith is like, no, you're the best player. Uh, I'm going to get you the ball. I want to win. So, Trey Quan, pick him up. Um, also, Cortland Sutton, uh, he may be on the waivers in a couple leagues. We've been hyping him up all year because we love him. Big, big body, T.O. in the making. Yep. Um, but there's a lot of rumors, too, that either... Um, Emmanuel Sanders? Sorry, Emmanuel Sanders or Demarius Thomas could be out of Denver. Um, so, obviously, his, his you know targets uh, skyrockets if one of those guys leaves town. Uh, moving to Miami, a lot of injuries there. Devontae Parker's still not the guy. Uh, Kenny Stills, Albert Albert Wilson. It's a, a shit show down there. But good old old reliable Danny Amendola had a big week. I think 81 yards and a touchdown. Uh, grab him, Danny Amendola. Running backs, probably taken. But Marlon Mack, uh, you know he's back after that PED suspension. Uh, Naheem Hines has not really been getting the uh, the looks that he was prior to Mack returning. Uh, moving to Atlanta, Ido Smith. He had a he had a you know a slow week last week, so a couple of people may have dropped him. Definitely worth a grab. They want to involve him. Tevin Coleman's been okay, but um, they love you know Ido Smith is really kind of a three down back guy. Uh, Oakland, Marshawn Lynch has been placed on IR, so Jalen Richard is that sort of quick sort of pass catching running back uh, that is going to take some of those five yard you know tosses from Derek Carr, who's just really struggling. Um, love it. Doug Martin, don't really love it, but if you're in a deep league, you know, yeah, the guy once was a beast, so maybe it's there, but don't love it. Uh, Chris Ivory uh, in Buffalo for the Buffalo Bills. Um, Shady McCoy has a concussion. Uh, there's also a peer to injure his right ankle, so uh, Chris Ivory, you know, he's he's going to get the touches, so worth it. Sometimes you don't even need to see the injury report. I If you saw how LaShawn McCoy went down during that Colts game, it was so bad. We're just assuming he's out for at least a month. He is body crumpled. Yeah. And Hope he's I, okay. Yeah. As we've mentioned before, um, 
opportunity trumps talent. So while Chris Ivory's not a sexy name, right? Plug and play. You know, uh, you know, second, third running back for a week or two, it'll work. How many touches are you getting? Exactly. If you're an NFL player, you'll get some yards. Opportunity, baby. Um, and San Francisco, Raheem Mostert, Mostert, whatever it is, Raheem. There's yeah. No other Raheems that I know of. So search Raheem, you'll find him. Um, yeah. Matt Breida, who's been sort of fighting through injury all year, he seems to actually be going to be missing some time. Um, and Raheem had a solid week last week. Um, also in very deep leagues, um, New England, Mr. Kenyon Barner, former Philadelphia Eagle. He's not owned by essentially anyone, but um, Sonny Michelle's going to be out for a couple weeks. Not terrible, not as bad as it looked, that injury, but he will be out for a bit. And James White can't do it all, so they will give him some touches. He's got them already. Love it. Beauty. Uh, also, I picked up Martavis Bryant, even though I don't need him, just because they traded Cooper, and someone's going to catch all these balls. Absolutely. Yep. The targets are going to be there. And, uh, you know, he'll put the weed down and put on his uh, sticky gloves. <laughs> yeah. The guy's a freak. And, it, yeah, Derek Carr just legal sort of... in California. I don't know if he's going to put it down. Well, that's true. And the, and the team's... Not by got... his employer. Right. Right. Either way, Trouble. He, even if he's high as far, he's going to... You know, they don't have other receivers. Yep. Him, Jordy Nelson, and Darius Hayward Bay? Get out of here. Or is Hayward Bay on the Steelers? Uh, I'm not sure. Yes, he is. That's correct. Okay. A uh, couple of things. Thank you for the fantasy tidbits. I'm currently beating you, voice of God, I think. Are we tied? No, you're in second. Oh, okay. I claim the top spot. Shiza. The, the team names get me, all right? <laughs> I'm, I'm Hingle McCringleberry. That's who you are. Okay. Just remember it. I thought you were Bigsby's boys. No, that's Bigsby. That's right? Tony. <laughs> okay. Big big fan of the show, Mr. Anthony Squarciota. Yeah. You got Italian friends? Yeah, we got Italian friends. Yeah. We got plenty of Italian friends. I grew up with Italians. Yeah. Oh, so it's basically me. Italian through osmosis. It's me. It's not the Italian thing. Yeah, no, it is you. Oh, okay. I think that's pretty standard for most people in your life. <laughs> you're, playing but, the, you're playing the. Yeah, the heritage card. No, sorry, it's I not played that. the heritage card. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, look, a couple of things uh, before we get uh, out of here. Look, a couple of things I was right on, a couple of things I was wrong on, and I just want to kind of bring them up. Okay, I was wrong about Oakland, especially this year. I think I mentioned that we would uh, sneak into the playoffs. Nah, not going to happen. Okay, one thing I was right on last year is that the number of long bombs would go up frequently. Uh, at an insane pace, especially for teams that are successful. When I was growing up watching football, a long bomb was maybe two, three times a game, max. Kansas City and the Rams, the two most successful teams in the league, are throwing it deep at least seven to eight times a game. It's ridiculous. But we called that last year. Also, New England being totally fine. Look, we called it. Okay, relax. Now, one thing that everyone thinks I'm wrong on, but I'm just letting you know I'm right on, is Khalil Mack. They played the Patriots last week, Chicago Bears. It was our silver pick uh, taking New England minus three in Chicago, okay? Now, Chicago can beat up on Tampa, okay? They can beat up on on uh, on a depleted Seattle team at home. They can beat up on a you know Aaron Rodgers and the boys Packers team. When, you, when it comes time to win actual football games, you just need to outscore the other opponent, especially in today's NFL. Khalil Mack... Did you hear his name against the, against the Patriots? Once. Exactly. And someone told me that he's hurt. Yeah. That's what happens to middle linebackers. Okay? They get hurt. 
That's what, get, that's what happens to pass rushers. That's why in today's NFL, and especially in tomorrow's NFL, I don't want to give a guy $141 million unless he plays on offense, specifically if he throws the ball. Give us another one where you're wrong. Those are funner. Okay. <laughs> More fun. That's true. Um, look, I said, I said the Rams weren't as good as everyone was saying that they were. They are. <laughs> okay? They're going to win that division. They're going to march to that first round bye, and then I think they're going to get upset by the Saints, but they're going to look fantastic doing it. One more rung. Let's go. Keep it going. Uh, and then wrap it up with a rest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I said that the Vikings and the Eagles both wouldn't make the playoffs. Yeah, I'm not sure about that one. Okay? No, that's still they're, on pace. They're up some rocky starts, but I actually believe in them more oh, than, okay, than I ever okay. have. Okay, I got you. I like Cousins. I like that team. I like the Eagles, and I like Wentz. Uh... I think the NFC North is totally up for grabs. Bears, Lions, Vikings, Packers. I think they got a 25% chance, each of them, to win that division. I don't think that there could be a more perfect time for Philadelphia to go to London right now. Right. Nobody cares that they're three and four. No. But everybody cares that the Super Bowl champs. And they're chasing are the back. Washington Redskins. It's like seeing a non Kenyan in front of you in a marathon. All right. Oh, I can catch that guy. Okay. The Kenyans are gone. All right. Uh, yeah, bold picks are sick when they hit. Yeah, right? But, yeah, that was that was questionable. Okay, yeah. I debated at the time. But right. Anyways. Still live. Still live. Yep. I said Seattle could sneak in. They still could. I said Pete Carroll for coach of the year. He could still win it. All right. Uh, heading over to the voice of God for news that does not matter. Oh, baby. All right. The news that doesn't matter. My favorite section. I don't know if you if you saw last week, but uh, there's a lot of hype all across the U.S. There's the, one of those Mega Millions jackpots, those one that people drive across state lines like they they go ape shit for. Um, I think it was for like 1.2, 1.3 billion. 1.6 billion. Correction, 1.6 billion. Holy shnikes! And I yeah. know that because I got me some Powerball tickets. Like, there you they go. They were floating around the snake pit on Friday. One of the guy's brothers lives in Missouri. Third. Shout out to the Sri Lankans. Wow. <laughs> I love it. So hey, we got a whole new nationality of people watching the show we're now. We're gonna have some badass new studio if I really hope Mike hits the power. They bar. are my favorite Lankans. <laughs> but, uh, but yes, so the Mega Millions <laughs> jackpot, uh, which Mike did not win, one one dude did in uh, in like North Carolina or some shit. But uh, a lot of people were getting in on it, as including Juju, Juju Smith-Schuster, my boy. Your boy. Yeah. Um, he was, like, outed on Twitter uh, by some random Pittsburgh local. He was like, hey, uh, I'm, like, buying lotto tickets, and Juju Smith-Schuster just bought 120 of them in front of me. <laughs> so, obviously, that gets out of the media. They go back to him and be like, Juju, what the hell are you doing buying lotto tickets? You're, you're a multimillionaire already. Right. Uh, he's like, and his response, I tried to win it so we could bring back Le'Veon. It didn't work. So... And just wow, like, that's just, funny. That's and, funny. Yeah, that was funny. And also, like, yo, if you're rich and you want to get richer, who cares? Yeah. It's like seeing someone at the gym who's in incredible shape being like, why are you here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're rich because they didn't, yeah, take it easy. Yeah. But, uh, Opportunity yeah. knocks, baby. Kick it down. Solid analogy. Juju just, just being a gem. Don't ever change. Uh, moving over to a. Pretty bizarre story out of the Mile High City. Chad Kelly, who we've been talking about a lot on the last couple of weeks of the Related show. Related to Jim Kelly in some nephew, way. Nephew. Nephew. I there want to clarify go. for the viewers there and, and yourself. Everyone's um, favorite Instagram thing. Little baby nephews. Yeah. Not his son. Um, 
but yeah, he had himself a life-altering week to forget. Um, so Von Miller this past week, I guess, hosted a players-only party in in somewhere in in Denver, uh, Halloween party. Um, so yeah, they're ripping it up. Everyone's having a good time. Um, but after the party, I guess he got a little frigged up on something. Uh, the police reports uh, didn't really mention what, uh, but he stumbled into a local Denver home, sat down on a couch, and started mumbling incoherently next to a woman with a small child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like kind of like funny now, but like if you're that lady with a baby, like who the hell is this guy? Right. Um, so yeah, eventually the man of the house is like, I guess heard you know, screaming or whatever, um, chased him out of the house and hit him with a vacuum cleaner attachment. Yep. Um, but anyways, yeah, he's been charged with first degree trespassing and has since been cut by the Broncos. Um, and I think back to his college days, forget where I want to say Clemson, he had a very suspicious, uh, you know, sketchy police involved, like you were wasted, but there's a lot of rumors that, yeah, this wasn't an alcohol wasted and there's all a lot of TMZ footage uh, about uh, being in love with the Coco at the Broncos parties. Yeah, so. and he was coming from Von Miller's Halloween party. Yeah, yeah. Not team. And he went dressed as a dollar bill rolled yeah. up. So you know, there, put the two and two together. Yeah, there was. Uh, yeah, Manuel Sanders there was Tyro- Tyrone Biggums. There was a couple. Uh, yeah, Schnee based uh, costumes right. in the building. Um, it's the Mile High City, you know. Yeah, yeah. Everyone thought it was weed this whole time. Psych. But they uh, they cut him right. Yeah, he's gone. So, and essentially his career's over. Cut him because of the Halloween costume? No, because he got charged with first-degree trespassing. Yeah, yeah. Trying to keep up. It's like breaking and entering without stealing anything. Like, you can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Party's the headline. So, uh, Pat McAfee, um, absolute beauty, surprised a couple fans, well, a couple fans, a whole Lucas Oil Stadium last week. Uh, So, during the game, he dressed up as an old man, like full Miss Doubtfire, like full mask, makeup, like the whole nine yards. Um, and he entered this halftime, like, kick a field goal for charity contest. Is, is he the punter? Yeah. The punter on the Colts. Come on. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Former punter. I don't follow kickers no, as, as much no, as no, Weird no. Mike does. No, we launched a rocket 90 yards no, to he, save the game. Weird Mike's the only guy in the world I know with three punter jerseys. You got you to gotta <laughs> check out Pat. He's got some great social content. Um, but, yeah, so anyways, um, so he's, like, this old man. He's got a cane. He's, like, walking up to the, you know, there's, like, Different, they're at different yard marks on the field. Um, so, like, he misses some of the couple, the easy ones, and then he drills a 40 yarder to win 70K for charity. That's awesome. And the whole crowd loses their mind. He goes up to, you know, the uh, sort of the interview after the game, and yeah, he just sort of like rips the mask off and they zoom in close. They <laughs> see it's Pat, like, they love him. And yeah, the crowd loses their mind. So, you're a beauty, Pat. Don't ever change. Very for the brand move. Um, last but not least, um, we're going to talk about the legend of KC. And I'm not talking about Pat Mahomes here, but on another legend. On Saturday, Sunday Night Football, um, there's this random dude. He would have been, uh, he seemed to be a Caucasian male between the ages of 50 and 60. And he was in the front row of the end zone, surrounded by fired up KC fans. Uh, this guy has the most blank f- stare on his face, like zero emotion shown. Zero Casey gear worn. He's got a black hoodie, and all it says is, I shaved my balls for this. <laughs> and he got covered so much by the cameras. It was incredible. Like, I just want to meet the guy. Like, you, you, where do you, where do you find that shirt? Like, that's got to be a custom order or something. And the fact that he's like, yes, this is what I'm going to wear when I'm on national TV. <laughs> and the, yeah, the picture of the guy is a funny looking dude, but. 
Yeah, I shaved my balls for this. Like, we've all been in that situation. Legend of KC. I mean, except I'm a weird Mike. Give him a statue. I've been manscaping since time, bro. Yeah, I don't know what the frequency. Yeah, the party's the party's not lit. Like, I I shaved my balls for this. (laughs) Tell him, dude. Oh man, (laughs) yeah, Uh, never never change. (laughs) All right, news. It doesn't matter, baby. But you know what? It matters to us. It matters to our look who's talkers. Um, thanks for all the feedback last week. We've asked for some funky drafts to do on the on the show in amongst all of our picks. Uh, shout out to uh, one user, our buddy Dewey, who wants to see the NFL all-time teams that we would draft. One quarterback, couple receivers. We're going to do it next week because uh, a couple of our co-hosts want time to prepare. Whereas your boy Jeff Hewlett, man, he's ready to roll. Aikman, baby. I'm just kidding. Um, big shout out to our producer this week, Dan Rankin. Uh, follow him on Instagram at Dan Rankin underscore. I'm also an underscore guy. I got G underscore Hewlett nine as my uh, email, which has sucked for like 15 years. Yo, bless up Rankin. There thanks was for the an, hospitality, yeah, bro. Yeah, thanks, bro. But there was been an entire there was an entire like BlackBerry that like forgot underscores. Never mind. Anyway, at Weird Mike 24, giving you first tutties on every primetime game Monday, Thursday, Sunday. First touchdown every primetime game. Follow Weird Mike. These, these Sri Lankans are really affecting you. Right. <laughs> English is getting but worse. I don't know if I hate it yet. I might love it. Um, but yeah, as, as always, any fantasy news or tips, advice that you want to hear that we didn't cover on the show, hit me up at the Fantasy VOG on Twitter or Hughes Talking on Instagram. Yeah. And follow me on Twitter at Jeff Hewlett, G E O F F H U L E T. All one word. You're going to see a lot of flyboard pictures, but. Uh, I'm the leader of Look Who's Talking for all of you. And uh, five more is what I'll have to do. So, uh, on behalf of Rankin, Huck Media, The Lord, Weird Michael, and all of you, peace out.